Spoiler alert. Welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm James Anderson, one of your hosts. And I'm Colin Parker, your other host. On this show, we are going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. And we are personally going out of order to Mm -hmm. put you in order Uh with another Shang-Chi episode. We're out of order. This whole timeline's out of order. (laughs) I mean, it is, and that's why we're here, James. I'm so glad that you brought that up. Um, We are here to right some wrongs. Exactly. Um, And Doctor Strange is here to um, spite some wongs, but um, that's besides the point. Boo. All right. So, yes, we are here for some more Shang-Chi. We're catching up on some of the history of Shu Wenwu's um, domination of the world, I guess. Secret Mm -hmm. domination of the world. Uh, this episode takes us to uh, the year 1203. Uh, the timestamp is going to be uh, Shang-Chi, uh, start at 2 minutes and 38 seconds and end at 2 minutes 44 seconds. Um, first things first, an installment of... So, we are in the James Free Fallen Why That Year, the Wikipedia Won't Save You Now. Um, I've given you all the clues, Mr. Timeline Man. Um, why you that year? Save the timeline. 12, exactly. <laughs> um, why that year for 1203? And the answer is basically I'm going to tell you the answer, and then we're going to walk back through how I got there. Okay. It's the middle by averaging the beginning and end of the Southern Song Dynasty. In this scene, uh, which I didn't uh, write down, but I can I can summarize. I didn't, I'm flying without a net here, even not even using the MCU wiki uh, synopsis. Here's what happens. So we're going through uh, last episode back in 996 about Shang-Chi. We, we talked about how Wenwu was, his power is increasing over, over the hundreds right. of years. So... Now we're 200-ish years later, and we're in the snow, in the forest, fighting people with red tassels on their heads, on their hats. Um, absolutely fucking destroying. Um, just sort of... As you do. Kicking ass, taking rings, shooting people with your ring, um, hitting people with your ring fists. Um, <laughs> and so uh, what happens in the scene is there's some fighting, fighting, fighting it's it's funny because i respect tony lung's um skills incredibly and the core the you know the fight choreographers all of this put in so much hard work sometimes it feels like shu wenwu is being played by someone who is just button mashing like it's like (laughs) 
He's like, combo, combo, combo. Like, it's it's a lot. And it's cool because it sort of feels like, oh, my God, he's undefeatable. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, But so that's all happening. He's sort of ringing all over the place, ringing in the new year. And um, that year is 1203. Um, Ringing in the new dynasty. Exactly, exactly. Um, So then he, well, here's where all my clues came from. Because I'll tell you what. The SEO of helmets with red tassels doesn't doesn't do anything. Doesn't do Nothing, anything. Huh? Although you can find lots of crocheted Roman uh, Trojan like hats. That's if cool. you want. Yeah, um, lots of people know how to make those. I guess. So they knock over a cart, uh, like a think Robin Hood. Like Robin Hood okay. would rob this kind of cart. Um, yeah, and. Out of that being knocked over spills a whole bunch of treasure. Um, and treasure, so you say? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Bright gold treasure. Um, mm-hmm. Gold beyond your wildest dreams for just a second. Um, and in that treasure, there are coins with square holes. And that is where we're going to start. That was our first clue. Ah, okay. So. Um, in China, coins with square holes are called cash. The English language is absolutely wild, buck wild, <laughs> you might say, if you're talking about money. That's a funny joke that I just made up because um, it's buck wild. Um, now we're getting a little cash wild. And uh, so basically, it's a type of coin of China and East Asia used from the 4th century BC until the 20th century. Sorry, from the 4th century BCE until the 20th century, characterized by the round outer shape and a square center hole, which is called a, a Chinese word that I'm not going to pronounce, Fang Shuan, I think. Go with that. Um, originally cast during the Warring States period, these coins continue to be used for the entirety of Imperial China, as well as under Mongol and Manchu rule. The last Chinese cash coins were cast in the first year of the Republic of China. Generally, most cash coins were made from copper or bronze alloys with iron, lead, and zinc coins occasionally used less often throughout Chinese history. Rare silver and gold cash coins were also produced. So they're kind of like pennies, where Mm -hmm. it's like, we mostly make them out of this. Occasionally, they're made out of this. If you find one that's made out of this, uh, run, Charlie, run home. Like don't, it's mm. it's a you know this is a this is a golden you've ticket. You've got a you golden got... ticket. Yeah, exactly. You've got um, a golden cash with a square hole. I love it. I love it. Um, Thank you. In you know in a in Imperial China, starting at the Warring States period, cash ruled everything around them, and that is the truth. Which is um, also a very funny thing to say because yeah. of the way that English works, right? And right, how exactly. America is now, right? Right. Well, and there's um. There's a Wu Tang's, it's there's a, a there's a Wu Tang song called "Cash Rules Everything Around Me." Oh, does it really? Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. So it's, with anyways, um, and they're okay, all into I feel, like I feel like sh- I've ruined your joke. It here's what that joke was. That's for future me. That's okay. for that's just a, that's a bit for for future James to be like, huh? Wonder if I'm gonna bring up Cash Rules Everything. Okay, there it is. All right, mm-hmm. and moving on. So, um, here's the cool thing about cash. They have holes in them so that you can string them up into larger denominations. So you put like a hundred cash on a string and now it's a hundred cash. 
So there okay. are pictures of these people that have just like they're just loaded down with big huge strings of cash and he's like he's like talking on his cash telephone sort it's like of deal. flexing. I mean like it's like a yeah. real no, major for flex. For sure. Absolutely for it's sure. It's like the 1200s version of having a Rolex. A, a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's dumb. Um so yeah, it's it's really cool and I think it's it's very cool to to have that square not be like, I don't know, square hole in the middle. I don't know. What we have this square hole punch, why not use it for our coins forever? And instead have it be like, no, this serves this is why it's because yeah, it of serves this. a purpose. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So um, and there weren't like wallets, you know what I mean? Like exactly, exactly. So right. that's also smart because, like, you know, you, it I, it makes me think a lot of like you know the little paper tubes that we put coins in when we had to yep. take a bunch of coins to like roll the bank and stuff rolls, like yep. that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that, but like instead of having a roll, you stack them, and then yep. there's just something. Um, it's a coin roll plus an abacus. Yeah, put together like so you can easily count like. You know, five, ten, fifteen. Yeah, it's like having you know Have those like mountain clips kind of thing that people put like their keys on. Oh sure, and stuff like that. It's like yeah. yeah, it's like yeah, that that's the word I was looking for. It's like that, but it's just imagine that, but that's where all your money is. You yeah, know? exactly. Like this is my wallet. You're like, not only can I buy shit, but I can climb that wall right over there, no problem. Plus brass knuckles, baby. Oh, I bet you that did come in handy though. Someone's <laughs> like, you know, trying to stick you up, and you just go, hang on one second, yeah, and pa, you know. <laughs> the, the the flimsiest but perhaps most effective nunchucks of all time were uh were cash nunchucks. Mm. So our next clue was um I talked about how rare silver and gold cash coins were were produced. It turns out that gold cash only appears during three Chinese dynasties: the Han, the Qin, and the Southern Song. And the Southern Song is the only one that takes place after 996 so damn that's cool james (laughs) you're a little time sleuth i try i try i try so let's learn about the song dynasty a little bit um it was founded by zhao kuan yin posthumously known as emperor taizu of song listen i want to rewrite my will to be like i my name is james anderson after i die you know Power Lord Hamburger Pants is going to be like. <laughs> okay. Or sure. a strong name, you know, Emperor Power Lord Hamburger Pants. Um, he ended the period of division known as the Five Dynasties and Ten Kingdoms period. The Song Dynasty is commonly separated into two historical periods, the Northern Song, which takes place from 960 to 1127, and the Southern Song, which takes place from 1127 to 1279. And my math has been off recently, but I did double check it <laughs> a couple times. And 1279 plus 1127 divided by two gets you 1203. So that is why we're doing that. Um, basically, the Southern Song um, was divided by the loss of the North to the Jurchen uh, Jin dynasty, uh, which was around from 1115 to 1234. Um, and then in 1279, the Mongol uh, Yuan dynasty conquered uh the song dynasty so this is how so then they have the timeline of the southern song dynasty is a wikipedia page and it breaks it down by year and it is absolutely bonkers so what i did was um well here's what i did i need to go to the wikipedia page because what i did was immediately uh 
think that it was 1209. So it's not that my math was wrong, it's just my entire concept of numbers was wrong. So what I'd like to do is the um, the year before and after, so 1202, 1203, and 1204, just to give you an idea of sort of what this timeline of the Song Dynasty looks like. Okay. And 1203 does not have a year associated with it. So 1202, the ban on Neo-Confucianism ends. And that's in 1202. And then in 1204, Song forces start showing military aggression along the Jin border. There's all sorts of like, it's like, so-and-so invades so-and-so, but they get, you know, they lose. So-and-so invades so-and-so, and they don't lose. A plague of locusts. And you're just like, all right. A fire happens. It's like, oh, okay. what? So, okay. It's just boring, boring, boring plague sort of deal. I guess that's sort of life. That's just sort of, you know, life in the 1200s is sort of like life in the 2020s. It um, is. I mean, that that part is exactly what Jane Eyre is. That's all <laughs> that book was. Colin noted Jane Eyre hater. I um, am. Listen, yeah. hey, I'm going to tell you right now oh, on, on this show, I don't think I've ever mentioned it. That book can kick rocks. Uh, that book sucks. Um, and I will not be taking, you know, commentary or questions uh, or what's the word for it? I'm not, I will not be taking slack. What, what's the word I'm looking for? I won't be taking uh, guff. Yeah. Yeah. I won't take and, I won't, no and I will not take any guff on that stance. I am very rarely am I saying there are correct opinions. This is one of them. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> So I wanted to make sure that because as I established where this scene takes place in the snow, in the forest. So I wanted to make sure that there was indeed a part of China that would have been part of the Southern Song Dynasty that would be a climate that has snow in a terrain that has forest. Wow. And basically the Northwest part of the Southern Song Dynasty. So basically kind of the middle of China there's this place that has it's um uh xian x apostrophe ian is near to it and it's basically this little blip of hey there's snow and there's forest here and that's it so if this is in fact the southern song dynasty then it basically can only be and um, well and assuming that in the interceding 900 800 years that we haven't, the climate hasn't shifted so much so that there might've been more snow and more forests elsewhere. Um, Cause I was using basically modern day climate and terrain maps, but um, it is not out of the realm of possibility. Cause I didn't want, you know, like I want to be like, and then in Vietnam they were in the snow in the forest and it's like, well, there's not either of those things. So I don't know where you got your information. Um, but in China <laughs> there is a, there are places in the correct area where there would have been snow and forest. So that's sort of, uh, was sort of my, like, let me check my, check my work here. So that is about, uh, the, why that year, which sort of takes the entirety of our notes and sort of knowledge about what's going on at this time period. I did do a little research on something that we might have covered in the 996 episode. But mm -hmm. we didn't, and I wanted to do it because it occurred to me today that we could do it. There's a song playing underneath all of these episodes that we're going to be mm. doing up until 996. Yes. 1996. Um, it is a song called Your Father, and it is by composer Joel P. West, 
who did the soundtrack for Shang-Chi. Um, and if you go back and listen to the writer and directors, uh, the writers and director of this, if you go look at the IMDb for the, the, uh, the director of this and the not expendables guy writer and Joel P. West, <laughs> yeah. it's basically a Venn diagram that is a circle. Like they, it's like, uh-huh. a, I got my guys, you know, that's tight. that kind of thing. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of like a, I work, you work sort of deal. Um, but so then on Joel P. West's uh, website, uh, which I did track down because he doesn't have Twitter, and um, I also did some looking around on his website, and he has some commentary on the soundtrack of Shang-Chi. And oh, cool. So he has some thoughts on the music of, of Xu Wenwu that he wrote. Um, and I wanted to read that as sort of a music of 1203 as depicted oh, James, from 2021. you've done it. The joke I that I made. Just thought of that. The joke that I made. You then you went and did it. You went and did I, the damn thing. I I didn't. My subconscious was like, hey, you know, if you um, if you do this, you, you'll be able to. Well, well, there's a secret that we have during recording that will reveal to you when you start talking, and then and just put it in. And so now I'm just as impressed with my subconscious as my legions of fans are. Okay, so um, well. Well, okay. Um, all right. Um, oh, well, all my legions of fans have been taken out by Shu Wenwu and the Ten Rings. Crap. Because um, he makes quick work of people. He's a, he's a, <laughs> I see that you have a dynasty here. It'd be a pity if anyone. It'd be a real shame if someone were to fucking destroy them with Ten Rings. And with this ring, mash. I the destroy. <laughs> with this ring, I the. That's just like a guy who gets, <laughs> goes flying through the air. He does not land. He is gone. No, he is not. Yes. That's the first oh. man in space, actually. I'm not oh, sure if yeah. you knew that. Yeah. That was the first man in space. The one that he launched <laughs> straight up. I mean, he didn't make it, but I mean, like, you right. know, he's in space. The legend of Apollo was born that day. Um, <laughs> Someone right, so... in ancient times looked up and went, oh, is that a god? Holy is shit. That, is that a dude? Well, it can't be a man. Men don't fly. Must be a god. Yeah. Um, all right, so this is what Joel P. West said about uh, the music that he wrote for Shu Wenwu, okay. of which Your Father is one of them. The track what? titled Your Father. Okay, that confused me. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. stop. Yeah. My father was yeah. not involved in this whatsoever, right. so I'm not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, so he says this. Wenwu's music is rooted in his big emotions and in his individual approach of seeking fulfillment by being exceptional. It can be dominating and unhinged, but it is mournful at its core and stuck in a pattern of lonely melancholy. His music is cyclical and full of drama, inspired by European composers like Grieg, Part, and Wagner. His melody hmm. is always played on cello, an idea that came from Tony Lung. That rules. First of all, <laughs> every word that he that that he wrote that you just said out loud rules. I also <laughs> did make one small note that I mentioned something. I don't remember if it was the Shang-Chi episode that we recorded, or if I said it in a, another episode that we recorded the same day. But I've noticed that recently I've begun to use the word unhinged way mm. more, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was thinking about it actually today about yeah. how that is quickly become one of my favorite words of all time. And then the fact that he then used it also made me go, God, I love that word. It's such a perfect <laughs> word. It because is. Because the second that you said it, like immediately, I knew exactly where the mindset was. It's like, exactly. Absolutely. He's like a door that's been blown off by a bomb. He's completely okay. unhinged. 
And that um, door then hit another man <laughs> whose name was Albert or Al Al something. Al Bully? Was that was Al, it Bully, Al Bully? Yeah. And then they um, got his name wrong. Wow, listen, we're listen, you're hearing this right now. You're for you, that's gonna be a callback later. Right. If you're listening to this for, for the, the first, first time, time yeah. if you're going through this timeline for the first time, you're a new soul. Oh my god. Oh my god, Colin. Hmm. Our fans. Yeah. Old souls and new souls. Old souls are, are with us. They've been a th- and they've gone now back to go through again. Yeah. New souls, we love them just as much. They're coming through the timeline for the first time. They haven't gone back yet. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm, I'm pleased with that. Yeah, no, it's very good. I like that Even a lot. if it doesn't stick, uh, I really... For right now, I just gave myself goosebumps, which is a cool, egotistical thing. And with that, I am going to throw it to you for some social means. Well, thank you so much, James. Yes, let's talk social media. If you'd like to hear more from the show itself, you can follow the show at Timeline Scav. Uh, be sure to follow that on Twitter and on Instagram. On Instagram, we frequently do uh, a fun little segment that you know James and I will have to probably discuss probably mm. early 2022. We'll we'll finally figure yeah, it out. Yeah, finally. Yeah. Um, but we, we uh, break room is what we're calling it, mm. and we do a bunch of stuff where we just share panels from uh, comics throughout time in Marvel history. Mm-hmm. Um, James likes to share a lot of old school ones. I like to share a lot of the new school. The old soul and new souls, right? Uh, the, uh, of I Marvel Comics. See, very go. good. Already a callback. Um, and <laughs> callback to minutes ago. <laughs> that's how it works, baby. Um, now, if you want to hear more from the network that we're a part of, you can follow that at ScavengersNet on Twitter. Uh, now, if you want to follow me, hear more about what I love and what I want to talk about, uh, you can follow me at Colin M. Parker. Uh, and what about you, James? Where can people find you? People can track me down at Unabashed James. Perfect. Now, we've already mentioned one composer today, so I'd like to mention a second one. And mm-hmm. that's the composer that made the music that you hear at the beginning and end of the show, Nick Bramald. You can find him on Twitter at nbramald, B-R-A-M-A-L-D, or check out his website, nickbramaldcomposer.co.uk. Uh, I would like to recommend a show for you. I would like to recommend the podcast Side Character Quest. Mm, mm-hmm. Side Character Quest is an absolutely incredible show. Love it very much. It's uh, Ty, who is the host and the DM, doing a one-on-one D&D show campaign with different guests coming in to play side characters who are playing you know, smaller people within a much larger scheme. But of course, none of them know what the big scheme and big story is just yet. It's sort of amazing. like how Wenwu is on his own fighting just sort of like a one-on-one. You could do a side character quest where Ty DMs a sort of Shu Wenwu sort of warlord Absolutely. on his own sort of deal. Although it's, Shu, Shu Wenwu is definitely a main character for sure. But I do but it, understand what you're saying. Yeah, it is very he, yeah. one-on-one because he doesn't really need the army. It's kind of just there for intimidation really at the end of the day. <laughs> They, um, it's a big morale boost and like, yeah, for sure. you know, Cookie makes the best stew and it's just like, we want them to be happy, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I really, really love uh, Side Character Quest. It has sure. some of the best like quality control and like quality production uh, that you'll ever find in really any form of podcast, but especially in actual play um, TTRPG podcasts. So check that out. 
Uh, that's Side Character Quest, and you can find more about Side Character Quest at scavengersnetwork.com. Now that's going to do it for us on this episode of Timeline Scavengers. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you again soon. As always, I'm Colin Parker. I'm James Anderson. Excelsior! Do you want to help me make an improvised fantasy adventure podcast? Hey, Ty, that sounds fun. Do we want to bring in all of our friends to play with us? Nope, just you. Okay, will I be on the whole time? Actually, no, you'll be on for three to six episodes, and then we'll bring on another guest. Okay, is one of us going to be the main character? Nope, you're all just going to be side characters in a larger story. Okay, but this podcast is going to be hard to find, right? Nope, just look up Side Character Quest on whatever podcast app you like, or just go to sidecharacterquest.com. Okay, but you promise not to kill my character, right? No promises. Uh, oh no. <laughs> the Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.